award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. we got a great show lined up for you today. We're in West Tennessee. Miss Amy Spencer is helping me co-host today. I'm glad she invited me along uh, for an interesting conversation. I'm excited. This could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Mr. David Vandegrift, a wildlife tech here in, in uh, West Tennessee, has banded 12,000 plus or 12,000 ducks, oh, yeah. plus wood now. ducks. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm excited to, to make to have this conversation and hear all about this, hear about how he does it, uh, learn about David and his history with the agency and all the work that he's done for, for waterfowlers out there. And it's going to be fun. I want to start out by saying... David has banded 12,287 wood ducks in Tennessee. <laughs> that is 48% of all the wood ducks banded in wow. Tennessee. Ooh. This is the wood duck king right here. Uh, well, <laughs> he's speechless. It's been a team effort. I, it ain't always just been me. It's, I've had a lot of help. Well, I've had a lot of help. I know it, it's probably not an easy job. Uh, chasing those those ducks down and, and getting no, them it, all gathered up. It starts early. It starts in June preparing the sites and then baiting the sites and and uh, you know you got to wait for the ducks to get on and uh, then it's early morning. You got to get up early and then try to contact everybody to see how many people's going to be able to help you and uh, you, you uh, got your gear and everything set out ahead of time and got got your net and your rockets and your blind and all set out and so you've already gone through a heck of a lot of work by the time you get to the point where you actually go and just just sit and wait on them. just just to get there it's it's, yes. a, it's a chore it is well let's let's jump back i want uh, folks who are watching and listening to learn a little bit about you first and and tell us a little about yourself how you got started with the agency and then we'll dive into this this uh, uh banding. right right out of high school i in 1978, uh, the, the federal government had a program called the Young Adult Conservation Corps. And I was fortunate enough to, to get, get a position on, uh, at the time, it was the Anderson Tully Wildlife Management Area because okay. the timber company still owned it and we leased it from them. And I worked on that, uh, that program for a year. And it, it's a little bit like our intern programs now that they work for so many weeks and then hopefully when they graduate there will be a position. Well, when I got done with the year program, there was not a position with TWRA. So I got on with another state agency uh, called the Old Bine Fulcrative Basin Authority and I worked for them for three years until an opening came open and I made a lateral transfer over into TWRA and that was probably around 1983. Okay. All so right. I've, I've been here since then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from our conversations before we got started today, you had your hands in a lot of things. So you would have actually started out with the turkey trapping when all of our trapping right. and turkey, moving them across the state. Tur turkey trapping was when you would almost do the same thing like you do the ducks. You prepare your sites early. And then as soon as uh, deer season was over, you would start baiting your sites and getting your turkeys on. And there was always a competition to be the very first one in the, in the region or even in the state to catch the first turkeys, to be the first one to say, 
come across on the radio and say, hey, I've got turkeys, where do I need to go? And uh, if, if you could do that, oh, boy, that was just kind of like a gold feather in your cap. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get anything for it, but it was a little, hey, I got the first ones. And uh, but but it was we had a big push on turkeys for years and and some of the places you know that you did trap turkeys I might set on turkeys I have set on tur turkey uh, a month mm. and not catch a turkey yeah and it it wasn't easy at all and you get up every morning and not like the duck trapping but you would get up every morning and go and set and and try to move try to catch a few birds you might not catch eight ten birds box them up and get them out of there and but it it turkey trapping was is was a little tougher than than what the ducks are so you were you were instrumental in in uh, growing this turkey population across the oh, state you i have capturing some of the first turkeys i have moved turkeys as far as the buffalo river wow i've moved them that far but primarily uh just scattered them around in region one most of the time the turkeys we caught in region one stayed in region one okay yeah, I know. I've talked to a lot of guys and gals. They say, you know, we never had deer, we never had turkeys, but all because of folks like David. That yeah, it was that, it was a big effort through the agency, and then you know the National Wild Turkey Federation uh, assisted a lot. You know, especially when it came to the boxes and different types of equipment, uh, they helped a lot. Yeah. So, what year did you start trapping the wood ducks? It was probably in the early 90s, I'd say 92, 93. I went several years and never did uh, even think about a wood duck. And uh, um, I, my first supervisor that I had was getting ready to retire. And he, we were driving down the road one day and we looked down off there towards the area and a little old slough down there, it had a bunch of willows around it. He said, you know, uh, that'd probably be a good loafing place for wood ducks. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, he handed me these old banding pliers, which I still have. Mm. And they're actually about a half a size smaller than the bands that we put on ducks now. And he said, I'm getting ready to retire. He said, but I think this is something that you would enjoy is uh, banding these wood ducks. So I, I started banding some ducks with the um, Fish and Wildlife. Uh, crew that was on uh, Lower Hatchie, mm. and uh, they were shooting the net, connect, about three nets connected together, about six rockets, and they were shooting on the shoreline. So I cut my teeth with that, and and soon as I got got that, as soon as I got that uh, candy in my bloodstream, I was I was hooked, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out most of the sloughs and ponds that you have in the woods don't have a shoreline like that and i i got i get kept thinking of what in the world can i do i said well i have caught turkeys out of a box mm -hmm. let's see if i can catch wood ducks out of a box so i got me a, a net made it was pretty close to about the same size as the turkey net i'd been using it was just it just had skirts on it and it was a little heavier and it was treated uh to to withstand water and rot mm -hmm. and i said all right so I was using the same wood boxes that we use for turkeys, and I'd pack it in there, and I started taking little, well, it wasn't a little video camera, you know, it was kind of you sit on your shoulder, <laughs> yeah, the, and I'd sit, I'd sit it there beside of me, and, and there for about, about a year or two, I videoed every shot that I made on wow. ducks. 
and I and I could tell if I had my angle too high or if I had my bait too far out. And it took me a while till I finally got it down to where the bait pile needed to be, uh, and and the angle of the rockets was really important because you get it too high, uh, ducks have a tendency just to kind of roll back towards the water. Mm. They don't jump just straight up in the air like turkeys. They just do kind of a roll and right up on there they go. Yeah. So. Needless to say, I made a many a shot to where I had several ducks on bait and caught just very few. But uh, but I, I I learned after a while to how to get my angle correct, and then I had the problem that uh, usually during a year you might shoot three or four times for turkeys, so the oak boxes would hold up. But when I got to shooting ducks. You know, at the time, I was shooting 12, 14 times in the summer, and I was blowing the boxes up. Mm. And uh, so I finally got me a fabricator to to build me a box that was made out of metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I put me some legs on it that I could adjust for the angles of the rockets, and it was plenty heavy. Uh, the, the, these rockets, when they go off, they have such a burst about them that the back of the box will come up and the front of the box will stand up. So yeah. it was angling my net in, in a bad way. And I, I put me some, he put me some little old sleeves on the side that I could anchor it down into the ground. And I needed it just solid as it could be. And so when, when the rockets went off, the box wasn't moving. And that improved, you know, everything continues to improve to to get your numbers better mm-hmm. and and so i i got to the point to where i expected every time i shot i you know i needed 40 30 40 or 50 and yeah. and and then when you started getting that on a regular basis well i got to do better than that <laughs> i, I got to have a lot more ducks under there but but it it is uh it was truly a learning experience and you've that. been using the 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 traps these type of traps for ever since you started right? yeah i've got the same net I have tried uh, several times to get it reproduced by some net makers, and they've never got it right. So mm-hmm. uh, what used to be the front of the net, where the, the you know rocket charges come out and they'll burn the net after a while, I finally had to turn the net around, put the rocket ropes on the back end of it, and use the back end for the weights because I'd done – it was so many holes, and I had it patched up so much. Yeah. And it's it's – when you look at it now it's it's it looks pretty much like a mess <laughs> but it still it still catches ducks now i know you started out catching a few here and there but what's the most you've ever caught this year we had a shot that was around 220 under and that and the net the net so is that after you got the 12,000 no that's oh, before, before that <laughs> the net is a 30 <laughs> by 30 30 wow. by 35 net so it's not a real big net but i, I couldn't have a real big net for some of the places in the woods that I was shooting. And at the time when I started, the timber company wasn't real big on letting me cut trees down to make openings. Mm. So I'd have to pretty much find an opening that was pretty good and then kind of trim as I went along. And uh, so you needed a a smaller net than you would a shoreline net and uh, just to keep them happy because I didn't want them to shut me down Mm -hmm. after I'd done uh, figured out about halfway how to do it. Well, well, I don't want to get too far before we we talk about this. This was one of the, this was the rocket that shot uh we shot the net well, and captured the 12 the uh, 12,000 bird is that right it's the same type of rocket same type of if rocket if i okay. had used the rocket that we had caught the 12,000 with it's it's 
this has bent up a little and <laughs> it's beat up. They and had to have a good paint. one for I the award. So, yeah, had to have a good one to put in the house. But it is. Uh, hold it up for folks, if you don't mind, if you can, to show them. I mean, it's heavy, but that's yeah, what one looks like, and that's and that's. Uh, it's approximately about 10 pounds. Okay. So you can imagine the thrust that it takes, the charge, to throw this thing into the air, because that's pretty much what it's doing is throwing it yeah. in the air because the charge usually burns out about midway up, and then it just starts and to it fall. Comes down. So, and what this actually says is it's got David's name on it, and it says 12,000 banded wood ducks, August the 11th of 2022. And you actually, I, I, I know this from a backstory, but you didn't know you were right at the 12,000 that I, day. I did not know. I, I was thinking I was more close to 10,000. And it, it was a pretty pretty long ordeal for for Chris Park and then for Jamie to go back through all of these years of Because yeah, they had to start back records. to like 92 and 93 and, and go through you, all the records. And then you start counting. And, and I, well, I, I had never done that. I said, boy, that's a pretty good chore. But I know that I'm probably around 10,000. Well, they figured it up. And they knew. And so there was a whole scheme kind of going on behind the scenes <laughs> to get you that magical number. And then... It was. It, they just caught me flat-footed. I, I, we were on a brand-new site and uh, never shot it before. And uh, we... <laughs> I was kind of excited because one of the, the, the guys that was helping this, uh, Austin Bibb, who worked for us in the uh, CWD lab, he had worked with me and Chris mm -hmm. for years. And then even back when he was in high school, he would come and work and band the ducks. And he had his, his son, son there. Yes. So I was kind of nervous. I, I wanted to make a shot. I knew that he was there. And that was what was important to me, that he could band a duck. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't have a clue. That's a side note we need to go to in a minute. I did yeah. not have a clue uh, of anything. And um, we had a fellow there who was... Uh, video and everything okay uh, we've had people there before video and and so i still didn't have a clue and uh then when we shot and we got to banding the ducks i noticed that jamie reached down and he grabbed a an old female i mean just a gorgeous just glad to put a band on this old gal mm -hmm. and he kept i'd get ready to get the duck but he just move off <laughs> And somebody else would come in there with a with a juvenile duck. He'd go, oh, okay, uh, yeah, Jamie, no. He's, he was trying to get to where that duck was going to be 12,000, and we were still about five or six off. And I thought, he's acting very strange. But I just you know, we kept on banding, and then finally he walked up, and he said, this is the golden duck. I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. He's like, been oh, it's a wood duck. You've been acting strange, and now you're talking funny. And... Uh, and I reached to get the, 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 the old duck, and he, he pulled it back. And I thought, what? <laughs> he said, this is the golden duck. I still, it didn't register. And he said, this is the 12,000th duck that you will have banded. And then it, 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 I was wondering why everybody standing around had quit picking up ducks. And uh -huh. they, they was all standing around taking pictures like, <laughs> when Pujols comes to the plate in St. Louis, <laughs> yeah. and I'm standing there, and everybody's got their cameras up, and I'm thinking, what's going on? And then he told me this is 12,000, and, and it, it, it really surprised me. I was really, really pleased that, that uh, they had done this for me, and, and like I say, it's, it has been a, a team effort 
over the years so many different people uh so many uh just interested people i've had boy scout groups and royal ranger groups and teachers and it's been a really good pr thing for the agency to, yeah. to show that we we do, we do more for wildlife than just make regulations where you can kill them right and that's what i wanted to say david is always taking people like Austin's son and other kids. I mean, I don't know how many agency kids you've taken or other volunteers that he has yes, taken yes. to go and trap wood ducks. And that has been one thing that has been spectacular about his career is he's allowed all these people to go with him and enjoy this moment because how not everybody gets to band of wood ducks. Not so. everybody gets to. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can get pictures. I, I usually would let them all band a duck and then get a picture with the parents and, mm -hmm. and just something to have and to remember yeah and you're sharing that passion that you have to maybe oh, one of these days that young boy or girl it's still will be. a passion i can a lot of times when the ducks come up on the bait to the bank it takes more than one try you know they've been coming up now for a month but to a wood duck every time he comes up it's the first time and one of them a squeal or, or you love to have a great blue fly over or you have a hawk fly over just anything and they flip flop all the way back to the water mm. and usually my blaster that i use to shoot the net you got one button you push down to charge it and then you push the second button for it to go off and i don't know how many times i've had that first button down and about ready for the the second button with well, these ducks that night of the twelve thousand, i think they came up four or five times and by the time they had done flip-flopped on me my hand was shaking it's right like that right there i said good grief and they come up that last time and i said fellas i think that's most of them and you needed 63 on that one too. Oh, on that, that day sheet. you needed see. I, I didn't wait for all the ducks yep. to get up out of the water. I done had it. Oh wow! <laughs> I done had, <laughs> had the so video crew there. I told them, we couldn't I miss said, this one. <laughs> I said when when we get the majority of them, uh, they had it. I'm fishing to shoot, and and uh, we did, and I think we ended up catching about 80 which some of them were rebands, and that that was what they were sweating bullets over too. Out of that 80, 62 of them had to be ready for a band and they didn't you know and then we had mm -hmm. 80 and about you know i don't know 15 of them already had a band on them and and so they were sweating but but i wouldn't i didn't know what was going on I'm just, <laughs> you had no idea i had no so idea let's get you we've talked about the bands and we're sitting here you actually wear this every time and, and tell us tool. Yeah, your homemade tool and hold it up and explain to people how this works and how you got to this so i have been made fun of <laughs> so many times i think it looks cool <laughs> uh there's there was times and and not in the last few years i last few years i've always i've had help when i've asked for it but there has been times in my career that 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 i that i couldn't get help because we had a lot to do and mm -hmm. then you know we, we we had manpower issues and yeah but i would go by myself and I would catch, I've caught up to 100 ducks by myself. And I had duck bands were on a string. And, and they were closed up on a string. So you had to take time to ease them off the string, open them up, and then put them on the duck. And, and that was time consuming. And the ducks were staying on the net way too long. Mm. So I, I, I picked up one of my old military pistol belts and said, I think I can do something different here. And I took some hard plastic, actually it's uh, water line, 
and run a wire through it and bend it over and it and the water line is just the right diameter to where you can go ahead and open the bands up and put them on there and when you pull the cap band off you can slide these off the band is already open you put it in the banders and then put it right on the duck and give them a throw and then you put this on wrap it around you your waist and and uh, they I, I've got it holds about 50 bands on both sides and you got it color-coded what's got that color-coded the right side is blue the left side's red this is males this is females and the bands uh, I got the numbers the beginning number and the ending number is already down so that when I get done banding I can look at where I'm at and I can tell you right off the bat how many that I just banded the only time that I have to stop is when you catch an old duck after hatch your duck and you have to stop and write that number down okay and, and but 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 yeah this this thing has worked for me many a year and but I have had uh been made fun of and no, not some of my buddy oh yeah i'll put it on and then there's duck man <laughs> put on your belt duck man you know kind of like batman i reckon but I, I but it has it has served purpose it really does good yeah and uh and so you said uh talking about your old ducks or you the ones that already get bands on so what is the oldest one you've ever caught I, I kept. Let me see. I recaptured an old female that was that was nine years to the month that I had banded her, and when I caught her, she was already an after hatch year duck. So I, I don't really know how old she was, but it was nine years between, between. me seeing her. So maybe and, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was. I was like a. A kid on Christmas when I run the number down and saw how old <laughs> she was. Yes, I, I was. She had she had survived uh, all those years, uh, and not telling how many baby ducks she's she raised. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some survive, some don't. So where where have your ducks flown to, and where have they been harvested? Uh, most of our ducks that we ban go south. They'll go into Mississippi and down into Louisiana. Now, I have had some go north. I, really? I, I kid all the time, the ones that go north, that the shock of the blast and the net going over them, it messes their <laughs> compass up. But we've had them go as far as Minnesota and Delaware. Wow. Wow. That far. But, but the majority of them go they go south and how do you know how are you notified on those how do you know those have been harvested it comes back through the banding lab when people call in that they have uh, harvested the duck and then okay. that that comes to nashville and and then it will get a readout from from jamie Federson on it about where our ducks has gone and and uh, uh what kind and how many have been killed okay well um I'm supposed to ask you about a, a young male you trapped below Jackson, Mississippi. We trapped the duck, <laughs> and then he, he couldn't get enough of it, so he went on down into Mississippi, and then they caught him again <laughs> about the same week. So he, li he, likes, oh, he, he likes He likes free food. Yeah. He likes beige. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of times when they get on that weed, it, 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 it really hooks them. They, they, uh, they, they come back again it's and that again. sugar in the bloodstream it is it, it gets them going so what is your most unique trap day I guess the days that we go and you have ducks that uh, not only come up on the bank they'll come off a body of water and start flying in just falling and hitting and and falling in on the bait and those those are fun days I mean you could sell tickets 
I say this is a ticket day yeah. that you could sell tickets to have an audience to see this because it is just it's pretty phenomenal when they'll come in and they land in the trees and they come out of the trees and 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 just fly in and there's been times um, as many times as a duck has been to that bait pile it don't never hurt to have a confidence booster and a lot of times it doesn't take a whole lot uh we look for a cardinal to get on the bait or a dove to get on the bait something where they think yeah it's but okay the funniest thing i i had seen in a long time i was on the slough and i had a the ducks were all up on the bank and it's like they draw a line in the sand and nobody wants to go by it and i had a red red-eared uh slider mm -hmm. come out of the water worked his way through the ducks work right on up to the bait pile and a, and all that work he went through by the time he got to that bait pile that was enough confidence for those ducks they run all over that dude i mean he had duck tracks all over his back and they was hitting him on his head and and he he just kind of stopped and he looked around and like, yeah. i'm getting out of dodge and he he headed back but that that was the funniest thing that that a red-eared slider would build enough confidence for these ducks to get up there but but that that was funny it but you have days that you just about get your ducks and then you'll have somebody come in in a boat i've had times when i've had crop dusters mm. get they'll get up on the bank and the crop duster will come over and uh, they don't handle that well at all uh great blues hawks i mean i've had otters pop up in them i've had beavers come up coons show up bobcats you name it ruin your whole morning you done got up at two o'clock for nothing and uh so it it but that all comes with it it ain't anything you can do about it yeah and now after all these years and all these ducks what's your favorite part about about it i think it's the the excitement and the adrenaline surge as it's just like when a buck finally comes out in the field and you get the crosshairs on him and here we go. Mm -hmm. When these ducks finally do make a move and they're coming up and you say, this is it. And you can feel it. And and you get that adrenaline surge. It's almost the same as hunting them. You watch the ducks come in. They get a little closer. You get your gun. You take it off safe and you get ready to go. And that's what I'll do. Pick up. Take it off safe get ready to let it go it's the same adrenaline surge you get when you see a big bunch of mallards come in the decoys or something that it's right before you shoot because after you shoot it's kind of like shooting the deer you got to get him out yep now the work starts yep. now the work starts i'm sure it's really similar i mean even if it's a doe or a buck you still get that adrenaline rush you probably get that same adrenaline rush no matter what the number of birds or the type of bird it, you know. it doesn't make any difference how. and i have seen tons of videos from the kids that have been with david and the adrenaline rush that they get by yeah. being there with him banding their first oh, duck yeah slinging ducks they got little <laughs> claws they'll get a kid's cuticles and no ban he's gone <laughs> releasing them about as fast as they can get them out from under the net uh, well david i appreciate you joining us today all right you it's know been, this has been fun it has been fun uh learned a lot uh thank you for all you do for the agency and continue to do you're still working for us and still working, working hard for them. that's one thing that when i see the ducks come up and i drop the net over them I say, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. And he has a new goal. I've heard what the new goal is. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to shoot for maybe 15. That's what I heard, 15,000. All right. Awesome. With a, with a lot of help from everybody that helps me, we'll get it. Well, yeah. you give us a call. We'll be there with cameras in hand, All and right. we'll document that day. Yeah, All we'll right. be there. <laughs>
thank you guys uh, well thank you David uh, right. Amy thank you for pulling this together and uh, thank you guys for watching for listening uh, hope y'all learned something today yeah it's, <laughs> it's been great I have for sure uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. We thank you for watching and tuning in, for listening on the radio, on social media, wherever you find us. Uh, keep coming back, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.